0: Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection for the following five factors. Cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the comic on a scale of one to five. This week I'm reading Spider-Gwen, number 24, published by Marvel Comics in 2017. So first a little background information. Let me pull out my hipster card and say I was reading Spider-Gwen before you! I first read her Exploits in the Edge of Spider-Verse number 2 that I picked up at Rising Sun Comics, rest in peace, back in 2014. Shout out to Ed Sherman and his old shop. I'm kicking myself that I only bought one copy of the book, though. But it's right over there in my collection. I was intrigued right away by this cover. This was like a Gwen Stacy, and she's in her superhero outfit, in her spider person outfit. And I bought it, and it was very enjoyable. A year later, she had her very own series, thanks to good word of mouth and cosplay action. And I was hooked. I read those first six or seven issues of Volume 1, then Secret Wars blew everything up. It started over Volume... Two, I suppose, a little while after that, and then this one went on to 40-something issues before it started over again in Volume 3, and then that lasted 10 issues or, or less, and now it's on Volume 4, I can't even keep track of the name of it anymore, but it's like Spider-Ghost, no, Ghost Spider, it's Ghost Spider nowadays, but it'll still always be Radioactive Spider Gwen in my heart. I had originally bought this book in 2017. But it was right at the time that Rising Sun Comics was closing down. So I was not able to get my final comic haul from the shop, and therefore I lost my original first print of issue 24. And you know what they say, when a comic shop closes down, people oftentimes quit comics because then they don't have a close-by shop to patronize. And that's what happened to me for a few months, actually, and then I thought... No, comics is part of my history. I'm gonna get back into it. So I did, but what happened is that I missed the whole Gwenam storyline that was happening in Spider-Gwen from issue 24 to 27. So I had to get them off of eBay. I bought issue 24 off of eBay, and I didn't quite notice that it was a second print. Recently, I looked on eBay and thought, let me get 24, the first printing, before it gets too expensive. And I'm starting to see a climb in price, so I'm glad I got it. And that's what I'm reviewing this week. Spider-Gwen number 24. Okay, cover. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. I always loved Robbie Rodriguez's art in this series. It's always been like very luminous, grungy, scratchy, creative, weird. I've always loved his art on the book. And this cover features a stark black cover, Spider-Gwen herself with her hoodie off, in a sort of a trance-like state, with a bunch of spiders starting to cover her. Again, this is the Gwennem storyline that was starting off, which is exactly what it sounds like. A Venom symbiote, actually I guess known as a Clintar entity. Are they still called Clintar in Earth-65? So many questions. But anyway, um, the Venom symbiote is uh, starting to possess her on the cover. And she's got her cool, like, you know, blue and purple dye in her hair. It's sort of a realistic-ish style. She's spotlighted, and then these spider's crawling upon her. Actually, I'm gonna have to knock it down to a 4 out of 5, because there's unfortunately a few anatomical, anatomically weird aspects of the of the drawing. Her right hand looks a little odd, a little too thick in the perspective that it's at. It's not really foreshortened, so it shouldn't quite be as thick as it seems to have been drawn. And if you look closely, her neck is also a little too long proportionally to the rest of her body. Even if you give the benefit of the doubt about the shadows that are falling upon her, I think her neck's a little too long, so I'm going to have to dock it a little bit um based on uh, anatomy which is you know this this is this artist is 20 times 20,000 times better than me but you know i can still see that there's a little bit that could be improved about the cover but i like the stark black nature of it and then the flashes of color as well so 4 out of 5 the interior art however is a perfect 5 out of 5 the art really shines here. Great anatomy, great panel layout, wonderful colors. There's so, many, so much usage of pastel colors, purples and pink colors, contrasting with black. There's like a great computer colorization throughout it all, but not so digital that it distracts. Rodriguez does a great job on that. The posing of characters, From a bird's eye view to a worm's eye view is great. Action is also excellent. Great usage of space and action. Speed lines. There's the style of manga speed lines in the book here and there as well. And the motion of the Venom symbiote is really captured on the page with its tendrils, quivering, and its fast movement. There's a great shot of Gwen being completely enveloped in the Venom symbiote, spoiler alert, and she's just... just her eyes and a little bit of light from her cell phone is illuminating the darkness. Works very well. Gwenam then bursts into the scene with movement and rage directed at Matt Murdock. So I'm really enjoying this interior art. The plot as well, very enjoyable, 5 out of 5. This Earth-65 has enough touches of the Earth-616 that we're used to in the regular Marvel timeline. There's enough little touches here that keep you intrigued to read more. Matt Murdock is in this dimension, but in this dimension, he's the kingpin, not Wilson Fisk. In this dimension, Frank Castle is a cop, but he's still... Sort of in Punisher style. And then, of course, the biggest change is that Gwen Stacy is Spider-Man. Gwen Stacy is Spider-Woman. Gwen Stacy is the one that got bitten by the radioactive spider. And that's its own huge long story involving Cindy Moon and lots of stuff that we won't get into here. You, you really have to read the series. It's a fascinating book in terms of there's a lot of new stuff for new readers. And there's a lot of throwbacks and alternative stuff for old readers. There's literally something for everyone. Coupled with the art, it's really a winner. This latest plot, two years into its run, is that Gwen is basically under the kingpin's thumb, and his bio-research team is um, experimenting with an alien parasitic thing, which bonds with Gwen, and brings out the worst in her. She ends up in Madripoor, and who do you find there? Well, of course, Wolverine and Kitty Pride. The symbiote possesses Wolverine for a bit until they are able to free him from it. Gwen thinks she's going to defeat the symbiote by playing, uh, you know, music, sonics. It always works on the ones from Earth's uh, 616. But here it didn't quite work because, in order to disrupt, A symbiote it has to be attached to a person first so that didn't work matt murdock is there of course to gloat upon wen's latest failure he's such a jerk in this dimension he's always one step he's always 10 steps ahead of her and always manipulating her really bad and so the venom symbiote possesses her but she's able to keep it at bay enough with music with her headphones in uh, to take control of it so there's just so much angst in this series that there was even some meta commentary towards the end of the series about this this series used to be so very much more, or your life used to be much more life uh, lighthearted, and now it's so dark. And I agree. By the end of the series, it got really dark. By the end, Gwen went to prison, and now in the most recent series, volume four, I suppose, there's a lot of stuff going on there as well. So it's a very angsty series. But I've always enjoyed it from like the perspective of Gwen Stacy as Spider Woman. So, the enjoyability of the book is also a 5.25 out of 5. I love these touches of known Marvel history tropes plus new things. It's a big old mashup for the ages. The writer, Jason Latour, seems to have a lot of fun with what he's been tasked with, which is to create a very cool alternative version of Spider Man as Spider Woman as Gwen Stacy. I have to admit that the latest series, I, have, I, I haven't I have quite kept up as much interest with them as like this first run after the, the first creative team left. Latour, Rodriguez, and Renzi, they're not on the latest series, so I kind of find myself not as interested in it because I had such a high bar in the original Volume 1 and 2 of the series. In conclusion, if you haven't read any form of Spider-Gwen if you only know her from the movie. You've got to check out her appearances in her own book. They've been all collected into various trade paperbacks, of course. Do yourself a favor and go back to those books... ...and enjoy. If you'd like to get more comic book content, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. You can follow for free to be alerted to everything that I do regarding the Weekly Comic Book Club, the Monthly Comic Book Haul, the comics you need to know about for Final Order cutoff, and my top comic series plus more. Are you into Magic: The Gathering? Go check out my Patreon as well. All of that is for free if you simply follow. If you go to the one dollar tier, you'll unlock the exclusive content, which is often, which is often longer, more exclusive versions of my content. And for two dollars, I'll actually mail you a curated comic book straight from my collection in thanks. But if you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply click that follow button on Patreon to be alerted to everything that I do on the podcast, on YouTube, on my streams, etc. So this week I read Spider-Gwen, number 24, published by Marvel Comics in 2017. This has been the weekly VM Compost Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.